Welcome to Be More Super the Podcast. Up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. An action-packed podcast where we'll discuss all things entertainment. You're the answer to are we alone in the universe? Conventions, prop collecting, cosplay, interviews, reviews, and so much more. The show starts with host Brian Gardner right now. So on this week's episode of Be More Super, the podcast, we've got a great guest. Uh, this guest can be recognised from The Expanse, Designate Survivor, 40 Days and 40 Nights, FBI, Splinter, one of my all-time favourite movies, um, and not forgetting Animorphs. Um, it's, it's a wonderful Paulo Costanzo. Paulo, welcome to the show, sir. That's nearly my entire resume. Get out of it. You've got so much so more fast. on your IMDb. And you it's quite funny because, <laughs> well, I, I, I showed a co-worker a picture of you on who I was interviewing, and believe it or not, out of everything you've done, she went Animorphs, and I was like, <laughs> wow, wow, you know, they're going to a lot more that, since I then. Think. I think they're actually in the in the midst of making that a new thing, which is good because they, the technology finally has caught up to the idea. But the thing is, those of you who don't know, that... Animorphs is a show about a group of teenagers who are who are given through some ridiculous spaceship that lands, and they touch a cube. Uh, of course, they touch a. It's always a cube. They touch this magic cube, and then they can turn into animals. Um, and we made the really low budget show. Even at the time, it was low budget. Um, so they were morphing into animals, and it was the it is the it is hilarious to see it now because like it's like it just looks like photographs have been so, it's like a bad photograph morphing technology. Um, but uh, but the thing anyway, is though, like, is, yes. is, is, is isn't that great though? Like watching it back and looking how aged it is, and it's all about nostalgia. I think it's great looking back and seeing the effects from years ago compared to now. And um, yeah, you starred in that with uh, Sean Ashmore, if I'm right, right, right mm -hmm. in saying, yeah. But before we start about start talking about your awesome career, um, what I normally ask my guests is: this past two years have been quite unusual, to say the least. How have you kept yourself busy, positive, and moving forward step by step? Oh my God, I don't, I don't even know how to answer that. Uh... And it just keeps going. I really appreciate you having the little sticker, the Ukraine sticker there. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, just, I have a family. I'm very lucky that I have a family, um, and we've stuck together. And you know, I have a I have a son, and he's been he's unflappably happy through everything. So that's been a, a great uh, support beam for me. Um, and um, you know, you just got to keep. I'll, I'll. I mean, this may lead us into a conversation that you're going to cover later, but we shot upload during the pandemic before the vaccine came. So, mm. you know, we had all these protocols and people, you know, people were still afraid of dying. Like it was a real mm. thing. It wasn't some, now it feels like some sort of kind of like, Oh yeah, we're everything's, you know, we're almost past it in a way who knows if we are, but it was weird to shoot a show in that environment. And I feel very lucky that I got to have that distraction and, you know, because with, you know, we created order with a lot of protocols. We created an order. And then within that order, you know, the actors were given the space to to kind of do their thing and kind of, be, you know, be joyful in that. I, I, I can imagine it was quite a scary, scary time as well in the way of work because everything's just stopped. 
you know i've got friends that are in the west end and all the theaters closed down and a lot of my friends that are performers um had to take up norm normal jobs to uh, pay the rent and and get by and it's so nice to see shows getting back and and letting us escape from this madness that we're in at the moment for a, a few hours so it's it's great to see people going back obviously with restrictions but it must have been great to actually go back to work you know after the height of the pandemic yeah it was it was and we had fun mm. Mm. And uh, I, I, we're going to talk about Upload because it's an awesome show. Um, but, you know, w the first question is, why acting? Because one, are you crazy? And two, how, because it, it's one of those industries where there's so many ups and downs. There's so much rejection. You know, why was that chosen? And why not a career of being a famous trumpet player? Because apparently, <laughs> um, you know, see for me i didn't play the trumpet i lost out um someone in front of me got the trumpet at school i got the cornet which is a smaller trumpet i know what a cornet is <laughs> and we weren't as cool because apparently if you get a saxophone you pull all the girls but i Dude, was last I, in line saxophone was number one on my list i got bumped to trumpet so how can you ever be happy <laughs> literally just getting the second choice I know, I know. So why, so why acting? You mean, you know, why that channel and not like, um, you know, a nine to five job? Well, you pose an interesting question. No one's ever asked me that before uh, in that way. Um, but I got into acting. My mom was an actress. Uh, she went to theater school and she was and then she kind of had to stop acting. because She had to raise me and my parents divorced and she was like a single mom basically for a while. Um, but she was always kind of goofy and like doing dramatic things and introduced me to musical theater. And like, I remember listening to the movie soundtrack of little shop of horrors when I was really young and being like, well, this is really weird and cool. Um, but then I, I, yeah, then I did this ridiculous trumpet thing. Um, and I got into this art school for this trumpet thing. And the whole time I just wanted to be an actor so badly. Cause I, I just thought it was so cool when I saw people on stage, other kids doing it. I just thought it was the coolest thing ever. Um, and then I, I just, it's a really long story. You can see it in other places, so I won't bore you with it, but I, I decided to switch and I auditioned to change. And frankly, the, the answer to your question is I got into it really young. I was very lucky to have just succeeded a lot in a row. You know, I, my first big movie was a movie called road trip and I was 21. Uh, and suddenly I was in Hollywood and I was, you know, at these premieres and it all felt very strange and surreal, but, um, I, you know, the rejection, it just wasn't a big deal because I was getting lots of work and stuff. Uh, once you get, and also I didn't have anyone, I didn't have like a family, I didn't have a, you know, if I had like 5,000 bucks, I was like, I'm rich. I can just, I can buy all the video games I want and smoke all the weed I want. This is great. Uh, but when you get older, you know, and you get a family and you have a mortgage and stuff like that, then the pressure, that's when I kind of started to feel it. When I started to realize, oh, I'm doing this you know, my profession is my passion. And, you know, we're all fighting for stuff right now. You know, you can talk to the, you know, some of the biggest actors in the world, they still will say, and maybe they won't admit it, but they're losing roles to people that they, you know, are, are they feel are higher than them on the chain. So mm. um, it's the, the answer to your question is I got into it before I understood the, the implications of what you're talking about. <laughs> my grandfather told me, I, he's, he was an actor and he said, 
don't act. Trust me, don't act. And I was like, I'm not going to listen to you. You did like a couple commercials and that's all you got to do. Um, <laughs> so I have no regrets. You know, I don't regret any of it, but it's a very good question. Mm. And you as an actor, I know you said about earlier on when I was reading off some of your credits, you literally pop up on everything. I mean, I was watching uh, FBI the other day. I, w I, w I was ca catching up on it. And um, there's a picture of you on FBI there. And I've got to say, you're rocking the gray hair. Very, very nice. Um, you know, I, 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 I went gray and there was tin tinges of gray and you, you, you play Spencer Riggs in, in, in that show. So, you know, don't put yourself down. You literally seem to be one of the busiest actors out, out, out there, which, which is great to see. And you pop up on the coolest shows. Um, but let's talk about Upload. Because season two, and I have read that it's now number one streaming on Amazon in the US. So congratulations. Uh, I didn't know that. Tell... That's great. Yeah, number one. Um, I had Josh um, on the show uh, a week and a half ago. I love Josh. And he, oh, do you know what? He's such a character. He really, really is. He's one uh, of the funniest I really... people on there. I really regret not asking him to do his Morgan Freeman impression because it just I just saw that, that too on, on TikTok. <laughs> that was yeah. very good. He's very he's so a, he's, so yeah, number one in the US and it's doing tremendously well here in the UK as well. If you could let people uh, know who you play and a bit about what's happening in season two. So it's so hard to explain. So yes, yeah, so in season two, if you've seen season one, there's the main characters live in this you know, world of there's a there's an upload world called lakeview uh when you die you can get your consciousness gets uploaded so you're basically like an avatar and you're still alive um and i play a character named mateo who is one of the luds the luds lud is short for luddite which is someone who does not like technology and things like that so uh i'm kind of like a ecological terrorist in, in a sense um we believe that we that that uploads well, uh, socialist terrorists we believe that upload should be for everyone not just the rich so we're trying to tear down the uh the the financially you know the, the, the structure of it so that it can be you know like free healthcare, basically like it is in canada you know, canada would have free upload for everyone um so yeah that's who i am i come into the show early and then i i instantly kind of start up a fling with uh the main character nora played by andy hallow and then craziness yeah. and what a mean character i've got to say you know you i love how you've been put in the mix to uh divide andy um and robbie as well his character um which is great i mean did you see uh did you see season one before you went into season two to film or did you go did, in yeah. there with fresh eyes i did i did i watched it yeah mm. And, and, and at what point, um, you know, I, I've, I've got to say, I mean, we could talk about it because obviously it was only seven episodes long. And, you know, at the end, I was shocked it was finished. I was like, no, I want more. I really, really do. Um, I actually thought Ingrid and Matteo could have got together. I don't know why. I don't know if that would be a good, good fit. I don't, I don't know. I don't think Matteo could stand her for more than like a second. 
No. <laughs> you could change her. You could change her. You 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 could change her. Uh, I've got to say as well. Um, you know the great thing about Instagram. You're new on Instagram, and I've got to give you, uh, you know, a massive round of applause because I've watched this video time and time again. Um, I think I've got a picture of it. You're not there. gonna no. <laughs> no. Right. Don't worry. I'm not gonna play it. Um, but if everyone goes on your Instagram, because you're fairly new to in Instagram, and I've got to say. Yeah. <laughs> social media is like a rabbit hole it really really is you don't know what to put on there and but you've put this on here to um uh, jackson's um rhythm nation which is awesome it really really is so uh if everyone gets onto your instagram account i'll put the link in in the, vi the video Just so you know what that is so we we had a lot of time hanging out in the actor's tent because we couldn't really go around the set when we weren't working because of covid protocol so we were just we were in there for so long and it was cold and it was just you know we had a lot of time to think and talk and one day i was just like i was like i just want to feel like i want to dance right now and they were like what and then we started choreo really and we kind of looked like rhythm nation dancers from the video with the outfits we had so we just spent like two days choreographing this ridiculous stupid thing um and that's what that is that's what that little dance is and i am trying so hard they're both really they're both really good dancers i'm a little goofy little goofy in it but uh you did all right I, the, I did okay i did okay we did we rehearsed without a mirror i couldn't see what i was doing with my arms anyhow go. anyhow <laughs> but i've got yes. to say from your in, in, in instagram account um on the downtime in upload you seem to have a lot of energy um you know, sort of uh, pranking around with your co-stars. I mean, what 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 was it like to work on? Because obviously, you said that the pandemic it stopped you, but you know, you got quite friendly with Josh. I mean, what was the overall the overall you know experience like working on a show like that? Because it is an awesome and samely you know unusual show. It really is funny one second, serious the next. What was the whole experience like for you? Do you want like the glossed over version or like the real one? Real version, real, yeah. So because there was a quarantine in Canada uh, of 14 days, uh, I couldn't go back to uh, Connecticut. We were staying in Connecticut for that part of the, my family and I. Um, so the shoot was, I don't know, like 95 days or 90 days. Uh, I had to stay there for the whole 90 days, 90, whatever it was. Um, and I only worked for like 14 days. So I had like 75, I had so much downtime. Um, and I couldn't go to the, I couldn't go to movie theaters, couldn't go to restaurants, couldn't hang out with the cast inside. Amazon kept it very, they were, we did not want to get, have an outbreak on set. Mm. So the truth of it is that it was really just weird. The one thing I will say is that I found a uh, there's a sport called pickleball. I don't know if you're aware of what this is. I was playing I was playing tennis in uh, in Connecticut, kind of a winterized tennis thing. And I like sports, and there I couldn't find anything like it in Vancouver. So I found this weird pickleball sport, which is the the fastest growing sport in North America. It's really getting huge now. Um, there's nothing more fun. So I found this place where people played all day and I just wore my mask and I just played for like six hours a day. That and Josh Bande are what 
allowed me to hold on to my sanity because it was really tough. Like, I don't like being alone that much in a house. Um, So Pickleball and Josh uh, really saved me. That's the true true answer. And I suppose being uh, away from your family as well, because, you know, I suppose, I mean, for me, if I've got to go away on like a retreat for a week or, or so, I miss my family so much, my my girls and my wife and the pets and everything like like, like that because I'm very homely. So being away for that long, that must have been horrible away from your little boy. And, and Don't you mean homey? I think homely means ugly. Does it? Homely? <laughs> I have you to sure? Homey. Homely. I think homely means ugly. I'm just going to quickly do Hon- this. Honestly, I, always, I, 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 I open my lacking, mouth. Okay, homely. Homely, lacking in physical attractiveness, not beautiful, <laughs> unattractive. <laughs> so I'm not. I didn't do that to be a know-it-all. I do that so that I don't don't get mixed up. I just I never let a word go by. So I hope wow, and I oh. and I have been using that word for years. Homely. <laughs> wow. So, wow. Because you literally just said, you know, I just I, I like hanging out with my girls and you know my my animals and you know because I'm very homely. Um, and anyway. <laughs> See, you learn something every day. You learn something every day. So uh, have we got any um, word on a season three? Do you know? No. If... No. no. I don't know. I don't. I haven't heard any. I'm, can, I don't understand how. It seems to be doing really well. I hope so. I hope it, it comes back. I want to go back and, and play pickleball with those guys. And, I, and I'm sure that you couldn't tell me if there was because um, what I'm finding, there's a trend of NDAs where – you can't say certain things and what you can and and uh, but you know what let's hope we get a season three because it ended on such a cliffhanger um it's got to have more and what i hate about shows is when they end them and you don't get any more and i just think that's so this is why i like that if the, the worst case scenario they'd give us like three to close it up there's no chance i don't think there's any chance that they would do that I think it'd be bad. And it would also probably alienate Greg Daniels from them. I think he would be really pissed off. So mm-hmm. I, I think I, I, I have I think it's gonna happen. I think it's gonna happen. Fingers crossed. And obviously the Ludd's camp that you're in, I think it's a wonderful camp. I think they should turn that into a retreat for teenagers. Uh where they go, they get all their technology taken off them and they live and grow their foods for a couple of weeks. Yeah, I that's send called, my girls that's there. That's called rehab for alcohol. It's called a treatment center, my friend. Um, that was actually shot in a um, paintball place. That's what the lead camp was. It was like a paintball, all those little huts and stuff. They have dressed it all up, but it was a it was a paintball place. Oh, that is awesome! That is awesome. And um, we've spoken about your your lovely in, in, Instagram post. So so if anyone wants to watch it, it's currently streaming on Amazon, like literally around the world. And it's such a great show. It really is. And your characters, Mateo, is one, one, wonderful. And why I've got you here, I wanted to speak about Designate Survivor because this is mm-hmm. one of these shows where I'm not into politics that much. I don't know much about politics, but I, I like my American sort of Americana. Um, you know, I once nearly got arrested three times in one day in Washington, D.C., um, one was leaning on the Declaration of Independence because I couldn't see it. It, 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 it was faded <laughs> and I was trying to read it. And then the second time I was petting a dog through the gates of the White House and I had four Secret Service run up to me and apparently it's the 
it was the president's dog. And then the third one, I was jaywalking, which as in, in the UK, we don't have jaywalking. Um, but I love the US and des designate the survivor. The first two of those sound kind of justifiable. The third one is, I'm sorry. Yes, that's a thing here. Well, to stupid. be honest, I- Not in New York I Sorry? What was that? Jaywalking is not a thing in New York. Like we, we don't, that's, no one's getting arrested for jaywalking. Otherwise everybody would just get arrested at the same time. Well, I may have just got a really cranky sort of police officer because he had a massive go at me and- Maybe I in Washington, things are a lot more strict. Like mm. maybe they're really strict and they're like, you know, you can't pet the actual president's dog. Well, I didn't like, know. I could hear a, 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 a like a, um, I could hear a bush going near the fence. And I thought it was a dog, so you know I clicked a bit, and then the dog came up to the uh, like this fence thing, and I put my hand through, gave it a bit of a cuddle, and then all of a sudden, Secret Service came came up and shouted at me and said, "Can can can you step away?" and and I was like, "What? I'm so sorry." And for some reason, when this happens, I turned more English than yeah, and more English. I'd like to turn into Hugh 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 Grant, and I'm like, I'm terribly sorry. I do apologise. <laughs> Did you English. tell them that you were you were homely and you just wanted to go back to? No, I should have. I should have, but who knows? They may not have known the meaning. <laughs> That's a good point. But but yeah, so so designate survivor. I I I heard that when you went for the actual role, you 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 didn't even know. Like you didn't have the scripts, you didn't know what you were signing up for. Is that right, or have I read it wrong? Yeah. So I got offered that part, and they were like, "Yeah, yeah, you're gonna, you know, you got 22 episodes, and you're gonna do it. And here's, you know, you're gonna be playing the special this guy." And they didn't give me anything, so I had to. It was actually a tense moment for my agent because I was like, "I am not signing on to something unless I see some script." He was like, "Are you? No, no, just take it, just take it." I was like, "I'm not gonna take a role if I don't see what the character no." And they sent me over a few scenes and they were really good. Like it made, it's such a great character. Um, so I was really, really happy about it at that point. And I said, yes. Um, but yeah, mean, you, no, yeah. You, you, you play a political advisor on the, on the show. I mean, what sort of research did you have to do? I mean, are you, are you political? Do you know a lot about politics or did you have no. to do a bit of re research for it? Um, no, I, I, I did research on what was in the script. Like if I had to talk about something, I would research that thing. I didn't do any sort of general research over things. Um, I made I, everything I, I said, I made sure I understood what I was saying. Um, but, uh, you know, it's also like it was it's a pretty dumb, dumbed down version of of politics. It's not the West Wind. You know, it was kind of like mm. it was a. Uh, which made it really kind of digestible. I think it made it really easy for people to watch because it was, you know, I don't think people want to get into the, all of the minutia and everything else. I think mm. they, they just liked they a they liked Kiefer, you know, people like some people who like Kiefer really like them some Kiefer, um, and they just wanted it to be a little more simp simplistic. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I mean the thing is, you play uh, Leo Boone, and it's just an awesome character. I've got to say, your one-liners. In it, I've got to mention there was one that you said, which was two percent of all males under forty die of a heart attack triggered by a liquid burn, um, and I need to um, research that because one, no, the I'm, next line doesn't she say that's not is that really true? And I said could be. I think that's what I be. said there. I think I made to that. To be honest, up. 
to be honest though you sounded quite quite convincing but it's okay i'm just slightly over 40 believe it or not um so i'm okay uh, but no i mean have you got any fav fav favorite one-liners or fav favorite parts of that show that there was an would... episode i mean this is only people who've seen it would know but there's an episode where there was an indigenous people were trying to they were kind of uh flooding into the white house and i forget they wanted some something i forget what they and maybe they were being pushed out of their, their land, the reservation. I forget what it was. But anyway, there was this really great uh, indigenous actor um, that I had to work with, a young guy. And I had scenes with him in a hallway for where, they, where they were like basically staging like a sitting protest. Uh, those were my favorite scenes by far. Because what did he say? He said, I gave him this whole lecture. And he's like, well, what do you even do here? And I said something like, I bring the magic. That's what Leo Boone said to that. He said, yeah, your character is very cocky at times, which it's it's what I love about the character. And one of my fav favorite scenes, I think it was Christmas time, and you were having a go at the girls, the singers, the choir, and you were getting them to sing your mm. song. And I just thought it was it it, it was a classic mo mo moment. But the the cast that you starred alongside are phenomenal, from Cal Penn to the wonderful Kiefer Sutherland. And Kiefer's got quite a reputation from all the stars I've spoken to from Twenty Four of being a diehard professional on set. Is he as serious and focused on set as people believe he is? Um, yes. He's, uh, he's extremely prepared. Uh, he, he, uh, he comes knowing all the lines and he doesn't suffer fools. So if you come unprepared, like you're going to get it. He's going to like make you hurt for that. Um, mm -hmm. But I really enjoyed, I really liked that because I always come prepared as well. Um, mm. I, I, just, I just liked having someone who was like, he was the captain of the ship, period. And when he showed up, like, this is what's happening and here's how it's going to happen. And, um, you know, and he, you know, he can get cranky at times, but I, you know, everybody can get cranky at times. Um, yeah, of course. The way that I, the, the thing I enjoyed most about him was he loved chess. So Italia and Aiden and I and Kiefer would play chess in between takes. And regardless of anything Kiefer had to do, he had so many lines, so many, such a huge responsibility on the show. No matter what he had to do, even if he was in the middle of something, if I was like, hey, Kiefer, you want to play chess? He'd be like, uh, yeah, okay. And he would come over. Like, he couldn't resist it. And uh, when I got there, I wasn't very good. But by the end of the season, I was I, I had learned from them and I started beating Kiefer. And one time I went on a streak and I think I beat him like six or seven times in a row. And he just kept coming back. He's like, again, again, again. And then finally he got it back and then he was OK. But he like he had to beat me. He had to win. Hmm. I mean, I I've met him guy. twice. You know, I've met him twice. And I've got to say, he's always been very kind and very and very nice. And he seems that he's got a lot of time for people and I won't mention which actor but there was an actor that spoke out about him during 24 and just said that he made his life terrible so it's quite nice to hear that people are, are saying fond things about him um, because you know from you and from me meeting him a couple of times when he didn't have to be nice to me um, you know again you're only human you have your bad days and good good, good days which a lot of fans forget about because you know we are people you know we're not going to be like we are on screen all the time well put mm. Mm. 
but but then then again i've seen plenty plenty of footage of you being kind to fans signing autographs and and being court, court, courteous i mean do you get annoyed about that or do you do you do you, do you like fan interactions it's been so long because of covid and because i haven't been to an actual premiere in so long no not at all no i feel very i mean look if you're if, if you're in the middle of a bad moment and someone interrupts that or something obviously it's not going to feel great but for 99 percent of the time i'm always very uh feel very very happy about you know getting recognized and having, having someone compliment the work so, you know, even if it's from 20 years ago or whatever that's always like wow that's really cool people are watching it you know because you're making it in a vacuum. There's no audience there. It's just a, a mechanical machine with a big eye that's staring at you. And you work and you try to make it the best that you can. And then you go home and you let it go. And so when someone comes around, they're like, hey, I actually saw that. And I actually appreciate that. It's really nice. Validating. And, and would you ever consider doing a convention? Or have you done conventions before? Or is that some, I've never some... done a convention. I don't know that I've done anything that would that would actually like a lot be like welcome me into a, a convention maybe the expanse um yeah i would totally do a convention yeah are you inviting me to a convention yeah. at your at well your house? we can all we, we can always get that out and we can always get you here over the uk and it's a good excuse to get 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 you over so so would love to have you over here for the uk for a, a sign-in and the expanse yeah i mean what a show I mean, to be part of that, being Shed Gar Gar Garvey, I mean, great part, uh, great show. I can't believe it's finished. Um, I'm dev devastated. But I've just got a few questions, just general quest qu qu questions about your acting. Yeah. So so what kind of parts do you go after and what really gets your creative juices going? I mean, you mentioned it earlier on with, with your agent. I mean, what sort of parts do you really want to go for? Um, it's really different from, from, from role to role. Uh, it's not like I can say like I like mostly drama or mostly comedy. It's uh, just certain good writing, I guess, probably. Good writing and a role that interests me. Um, and there's, there are certain ones like, like, Le like Lior Boone. Like the, the, like when I read those words, I was like, oh my God. Like I cannot wait to do this and like do the, do the work and like, create this guy and be, and be him for a whole freaking year. It's going to be amazing. Um, Evan R. Lawson, I did a show called Royal Pains. When I read that, the sides for that, for my audition, I was like, this is my role. No one's getting this. Like, this is, I just knew it. Um, so it's just different. It's different every time. Sometimes it's just like you try on a shirt and you're like, holy shit, this fits me so, holy how does this fit so? It's like it was made for me. Um, you know. Mm. And, and, and other and, and other shirts are like, well, this shirt's so strange, but you know what? I'm gonna like tailor it. I'm gonna like, I want to like morph into whatever's gonna fit this shirt because the shirt's really nice. It's like, look at the material of this shirt. It's so good. This metaphor is, was dead before it started, and I apologize. No, no, I completely understand. And there's some shirts that fit really nice, but don't last. They fall apart after a while. <laughs> you know, we could go deep on this. <laughs> We could, we could go deep. Um, so, um, and I there's mean, some shirts that just get cancelled, you know, they just get ripped off your back right in the middle of exactly. you wearing it. You're like, what the hell? Exactly. Yeah, what the hell? What are you doing? Um, is there any projects that you've done in the past that you completely regret that you wish you could take off your IMDb? Uh, 
again, I don't regret, I don't regret anything. I never regret anything because it all, it all led to now, but, um, don't you find that now that you have kids, don't you find that like, you can't really regret anything that happened before no. them because it would change the, anyway, that's. No, no, no. no. Do you know what? Funny you say, 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 say that. I was saying to a co-worker today that no matter what's happened in the past, bad or good, it's got you where you are now. So we should be thankful for all those bad times that What's that we've... movie? It's a British guy. It's uh, it's Brendan Gleeson's kid. It's Domhnall Gleeson. Is it called In Time? Yes. With Rachel McAdams? That movie. Yeah. I just realized as I was saying it, that movie is the movie where I got that. He, he can go back in time, but once he has a kid, if he goes back in time and changes something, the kid will become a different kid because the odds of it being the same kid are too crazy. Yeah. Anyway. Um both of what you and I said, I, I believe and agree with. Um, what the hell were we talking about? So any projects that you regret that you think, uh, you know, I should have said no. I mean, a couple of short films I've done as favors, definitely. Uh, yeah. But, uh, no, I don't, I don't. yes, there was one. There was, do I have to tell you what it is? Isn't that bad to yeah. do? No, no. There was a movie. Yes, no, I can say this. I can say this because I have because they they didn't treat me very well. There's a movie called I think it was released under the name Puff Puff Pass. It was directed by Danny Masterson, who's in a whole shitstorm right now, um, uh, and uh, uh, Mackay Pfeiffer. They decided, and I and I I was friendly with them, and so they asked me to do a a cameo, and I did a cameo, and that was the worst day of shooting ever. There was so, the wardrobe person like yelled at me. It was just an awful thing. And then it came out and it was just a horrible movie. So that I definitely would not do. I would not do that again. Well, thankfully, I haven't seen it. So uh, I, you never will. Uh, you know, no one ever should. It is a horrible <laughs> piece of shit. No one there should you ever go. watch. It. A honest review uh, there by yourself. Um, do you feel that you've changed as an actor? Because I've seen interviews from you when you were starting out to now. I mean, do you feel you have changed? I mean, obviously now you're a parent, uh, but do you feel that you've changed as an actor from, you know, 14, 15 years ago to now? Absolutely. I think every, everyone does with age. Um, so many different things. I mean, I probably had more energy when I was in my 20s. I did have more energy. You know what that's like. Um, definitely yeah. have more energy, but I'm like, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm more relaxed now about things. I kind of know my limitations more. I know, um, and I'm, a, and I'm, and I also know that there's a lot that I don't know. When I was young, I really felt overconfident. Like I knew everything and no one was going to tell me anything. And I knew what I was doing. And, you know, I went through a stage where I was just annoyingly, um, overconfident, uh, still was working the whole time. But, um, you know, but yeah, I don't, I don't have that kind of overconfidence anymore. Uh, I have, uh, I'd even say that I have a healthy amount of self-doubt, you know, which I think probably may help to, to temper the work and make it better at times. Mm. Um, I mean, if you could go back in time to your younger self, um, start starting out, what would you tell yourself as a bit of advice? I'd be like, Paula, listen, okay, listen, I know you think you're great, but what's that? And then I just go and I'd smack him in the face and I'd be like, <laughs> and then I disappear back to the future. How's that? 
and he would just be sitting there being like, did I just, did I just see the older me? Did he just slap me in the, maybe, maybe I don't know everything. Oh my God. And then he would just become a much better actor <laughs> right away. And where do you Good see question, yourself though. in, and where do you see yourself in 10 years time? I mean, is it about awards? Is it about the work? Is it, you know, are, are, are you wanting to write and produce more of your thing? You, you know, your projects, are you wanting to well, direct I, more? So I can, I think I can say this now. Um, so I'm, I've, I'm writing and directing a short film. It's a long form short film uh, later this year with uh, currently the attached cast is uh, Katie Holmes. There's a, there's an actor named Reed Burney who you may not know that name, but he, uh, he's a Tony winner, Tony award winner. Just, he's one of my favorite actors. He's, uh, he's going to play my father. Uh, Jay Smith Cameron is attached. She's on succession. Uh, she's going to play my mother. It's a bit of a stretch cause she's, she looks really young, but we're going to make that work. And, um, so that's what I'm really excited about right now is we're, we're now, I have a production company we're just, we're in pre-production. Now we're going to, we're raising money. Uh, so in 10 years, hopefully I'll be directing and writing and maybe still acting. I don't know. I'm not sure acting. I, I've always been more interested, frankly, in directing anyway, since I was very mm. young, acting just kind of came along and it was, it came easily to me. Mm. I mean, you tend to find a lot of actors now are turning to di di directing as well, like Carlos Bernard that played uh, to Tony Almeida on on um, 24. He's doing a lot of directing now. But it's, Bryce Dallas uh, I suppose Howard. it... Sorry? Kicking ass. Bryce Dallas Howard, who's who's just destroying oh. it on Mandalorian. Yeah, yeah. And, and do you know what I liked about the Man Mandalorian? They had a director... Am I right in saying for every episode, which was quite, quite nice of season one, I think. Um, yeah, yeah. Some of them repeat, but yeah. Mm, yeah mm. And I'm looking ones. forward to the next se season because it's just awesome. It really, really is. Such a good show wait. for I nerds and not nerds alike. Oh, it's just beautifully done. Um, you know, the Boba Fett, uh, the book of Boba Fett. I think the most watched episode was the episode with the Mandalorian in it. That's which... the one that Bryce directed. She, there she directed you go. my favorite episode as well. There you go. Um, so um, one of the last questions, have you kept any mementos from any of your projects? Do you, do you, do you collect anything? Yes. I have too many mementos. Too many mementos. In fact, you know what? I'm going to show you something because I was just... Yes. I think I want to try to sell this. Uh, oh, do you know what? Hold on a second. Uh, the yeah. sponsors of my show, uh, Prop Store, are one of the biggest companies in the world uh, that deals with um, screen use props and cost costumes and crew pieces um are you kidding dude you gotta, no. you gotta get your email because check this yeah out. i mean they so, are massive this this is a it's just like a shirt right it's an oversized you know baseballish type shirt well, there's a big lag on my computer but you'll look if you see this it's an Ithaca University shirt. There. Can you see that? Yeah. Ithaca. So Ithaca University doesn't exist. Ithaca University was, was uh, created by Todd Phillips uh, when he wrote Road Trip uh, because they didn't want to use a real university. So this, this was a, uh, you know, it was one of the shirts that they made for, for people to wear. I stole it from the wardrobe 
truck or somewhere and I've worn it probably like 700 times. I used to wear it as my like pajama shirt. Um, I think probably a few of my girlfriends also have worn this shirt. In fact, I know that. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, I would love to sell this. I have a picture of me. I have a Polaroid of me wearing it when I was like 20, like right after we shot Road Trip. And to be I honest, by you it. just showing it uh, would be good enough for Stephen Lane at Prop Store. I mean, they have an auction uh, twice a year, one in L.A. because they've got offices in L.A. and in London as well, near L L London. And um, you want to see the stuff that they auction off. It's just incredible. I mean, I bought the I bought off them uh, a screen-used Kiefer Sutherland shirt and jeans from 24 from uh, day five uh, that he uses in all the pro, 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 promo shots. Um, but yeah, anything you've got, I mean, I will go through. I your... have a lot of stuff, and I want to the... and I want to sell it so I can give the money to the to to for the refugees in Ukraine. So that is awesome. You know. I will connect you with Prop Store, and we Please can make do. that happen for sure. Um, so we've gone over what's next next for you, uh, Paula. You've been a great guest. Uh, I, I won't want to keep you any longer because I'm sure. What time is it there now? It's probably about four o'clock. Um, it's three so forty-three, sure and that's the most busy time of day for me. Uh, is it really? Not. No, no, it's not at all. No, no. This has been great. You've asked me some really provocative questions. And You've been listening to Be More Super, the podcast. It was kind of a crazy, fun experience. I love the show, guys. You're awesome. Listen, my whole family loves it, man. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to hit the subscribe button and share with your super friends. In my world, it means hope.